0: Hey, I want to just thank you uh, as a congregation for being just such a a great, group and for being so generous uh, with all the things that we do uh, for folks outside of our church as well. And uh, we've talked just a moment ago about the, the Christmas gift for the kids, and thank you for taking all those tags. But uh, for a few weeks, we were collecting groceries. Um, we also supplied Thanksgiving dinners for families. And uh, there, if you didn't notice out in the lobby, we had a ton of groceries that came in. And uh, throw those pictures up on the screen. We had a whole group of people that stayed last week after church and helped to swap those groceries uh, to get them ready to deliver to the school, to get those to the families. I think we provided, if I remember Sarah's numbers right, we provided groceries for over 15 families uh, at Sky Ranch, and and, uh, also we had like 30-some volunteers, I think, that stayed and helped to sort all of that, and we got those uh, delivered just last week. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do to make that happen. Uh, we're, We're doing our best to bless the community around us. Um, You know, when we talk about the holidays, uh, the holidays are, uh, you know, we have a song that says it's the most wonderful time of the year, and that's true for for a lot of us. It really is, and it's it's supposed to be a joyful time. But if we're honest, sometimes the holidays can be hard, can't they? Uh, Sometimes the holidays are difficult for some of us, and not not just for families like some of our families at Sky Ranch that are impoverished and, and struggle. Certainly, it's hard for them. But for some of us, the holidays are hard um, because we're grieving. Uh, for some of us, we've lost family members, a, a spouse, a son, daughter, brother, sister. And all of a sudden, the holidays get here and things are different. And that's not easy to, to navigate through. Uh, for some of us, it's its not necessarily a death. It's an estrangement. We've been through a divorce. We've been estranged from our families. Uh, some of us have you know, siblings that aren't talking to us, or 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 people that we used to be close to us that have cut us off, and and we're struggling because it used to be we'd get together for the holidays, and now we're now we're really we're really struggling with that. Um, you know, for for others of us, it's even through uh, deployment. We've got families who have loved ones that are deployed around the uh, around the world, and you know they're not here. And all of us go through a grief, and even for some of us, you know, maybe, maybe the loss of someone hasn't been, you know, just like this week or even this year, but, but we still feel the sting of that. And, uh, and the holidays, can we be honest, they're just not always easy, amen? Yeah, they're just not always easy. Um, I saw a, a quote last week that I, that I really love. Throw that up on the screen for me. It said, grief I've learned is really just love it 's all the love you want to give, but cannot all that unspent love gathers in the corner of your eyes in the lump in your throat and in the hollow part of your chest. Grief is just love with no place to go, and I thought, man, how true you know how true that that really is and um, you know when i was when I was laying this sermon series out about God meeting us where we are, and I was just asking the question lord where where are the places in our lives that you meet us that you know, that I should share about. One of the things that hit me was in our grief, that God shows up you know, in our grief. And that's not always easy to talk about. And I thought, but wow, what a perfect time to talk about it as we head into Thanksgiving week and, and into the holidays, because I know that there are a lot of us, that's where we are. Uh, we're trying to make it through the holidays, but it's not easy, and we're putting on our best face, and we're, we're trying to go forward. But here's the good news today, man. We've got a God who is willing to, to walk with us, amen? And I, I thought of a passage, I thought of a story, actually, and I'm, I'm going to read a little more scripture today than I normally would, because I think you need the context of the story. But in John chapter 11, there is uh, this fantastic story about Jesus going to minister to a family who are grieving. If you remember the context in John 11, uh, Jesus' good friend Lazarus has gotten sick, very sick. And Mary and Martha, Lazarus' sisters, they they call for him. They they ask him to come and and get there because they, they want him to heal their brother. And when Jesus gets the word, he doesn't go right away. And that confuses them, and they, they're, they're not sure what's going on. How many of you, God has acted sometimes in unexpected ways? You know, doesn't, he doesn't always do what we want him to do, and they're trying to figure all of that out. And now, finally, Lazarus has died and been dead for a few days now, and now Jesus shows up. And let's look at what happens. If you want to just track along with me, there's too much scripture put in your outline. We'll throw it up on the screen for you. This is John chapter 11, beginning at verse 17. It says, Jesus arrived in Bethany and found that Lazarus had already been dead in the tom- and in the tomb for four days. Bethany was about two miles from Jerusalem. Many Jews had come to see Martha and Mary. They came to comfort him about their brother, Lazarus. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to greet him, but Mary stayed home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. You can hear the the sadness and the disappointment in her voice. But I know that even now, God will give you anything that you ask. Jesus said, your brother brother will rise and be alive again. And Martha said, "I, I know that he will rise to live again at the time of the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. I am life. Everyone who believes in me will have life even if they die. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never really die. Martha, do you believe this? Martha answered, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You are the one who was coming into the world. And after Martha said these things, she went back to her sister Mary. She talked to Mary alone and said, the teacher is here and he's asking for you. When Mary heard this, she stood up and went quickly to Jesus. He had not yet come into the village. He was still at the place where Martha had met him. And so the Jews who were in the house comforting Mary saw her get up and leave quickly. They thought she was going to the tomb to cry there. And so they followed her. And Mary went to the place where Jesus was. And when she saw him, she bowed at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw that Mary crying and the people with her crying too, he was deeply upset and deeply troubled. And he asked, where did you put him? And they said, Lord, come and see. And Jesus cried. Now let me pause there for a second. That's the shortest verse in scripture, but it may be one of the most profound. That the God of all creation enters into our sorrow and grieves with us. Jesus cried. And the Jews said, look, he loved Lazarus very much. But some of them said, Jesus healed the eyes of the blind man. Why didn't he help Lazarus and stop him from dying? Again, feeling very upset, Jesus came to the tomb, and it was a a cave with a large stone covering the entrance, and Jesus said, "'Move the stone away.'" Martha said, "'But, Lord, it's been four days since Lazarus died. There will be a bad smell.'" Now, Martha was the sister of the dead man, and then Jesus said to her, "'Remember what I told you? I said that if you believed, you would see God's divine greatness.'" And so they moved the stone away from the entrance. And Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said these things because of the people around me. I want them to believe that you sent me. After Jesus said this, he called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. Wouldn't you like to have been in that crowd that day? I mean, man, it just makes my... What hair I have, curl, you know, just anything that uh, stands up in back of my neck, whatever, whatever. His, his hands and feet were wrapped with, with pieces of cloth. He, he had a handkerchief covering his face, and Jesus said to the people, take off the cloth and let him go. And there were many Jews who came to visit Mary, and when they saw what Jesus did, many of them believed in him. I put a statement on your outline as as, as I was processing this, because I, I think that a lot of us I, I think at times are are where Mary and Martha are where were when Jesus came, and, and that is, Lord, why didn't you do something? You know, why didn't you heal them? Why didn't you stop this? Why didn't you prevent this from happening? Why why couldn't this have been done a different way? And and, and those are all fair questions, but, but frankly, we just don't know the answer to. Um, but what we do know look at me everyone dies amen everyone dies eventually young old it doesn't matter at some point along the way we all we all have to go through that passage and, and what I put on your outline is just something I think we have to keep in mind is that God doesn't prevent our grief but he does meet us in our grief and today, that's, that's the word of encouragement I want to give you. Because I, I know for many of us, this is a hard time of year. And, and we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, kind of lean into the holidays, but there's, there's a piece of us missing or there's a, 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 a sadness in our heart. And, and if that's true for you, if that's part of what's going on for you, then, then today I, I want to give you this word of encouragement using this story of, of how God can come alongside of us right here in our grief. Are you ready? I wanna go back to the story. Let me, let me just give you a, a few thoughts that I hope will encourage you and help you today. Here's the first one. God meets us with the peace of his presence. God meets us with the peace of his presence. Um, you know, when I, was, when I was sitting with the story and just asking God that question, Lord, how do you meet us in, the, in, in our grief? I, I thought it was interesting that Jesus, even though Lazarus said Jesus went to where they were. In other words, Jesus didn't send a card. Uh, he didn't send a courier to say my condolences. Uh, he, he didn't, you know, send somebody else to do this. <coughs> but Jesus himself went to where they were and he had his presence with them in what they were going through. And that's a part of what I want to give you today. Um, as I've walked with people in, uh, going through times of grief, as I've had to navigate my own uh, faith journey and deal with the grief that's come my way, one of the things that you discover is that God, in a very supernatural way, steps into our grief and blesses us with his presence. Amen. I want you to look at the passage of Scripture uh, on your outline. Psalm 34, 18. Would you read that out loud with me? The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And then one familiar verse from Psalm 23. Read it with me. Even when walking through the dark valley of death, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me, guarding, guiding all the way. (coughs) Excuse me. I want you in both of those verses, if you're a note taker and you save these, I want you to just circle the word close. Because sometimes when we're going through grief, uh, because our emotions are in upheaval, sometimes it can feel like God is a million miles away. But he's not. In fact, this is the time of year as we head into, into Christmas that we're reminded that his name shall be called what? Emmanuel, which means what, church? It means what? God with us. God with us. And I know for some of you, it's felt to you like God is somewhere out there, but I promise you, he is not. He's close to the brokenhearted. God is near. And my encouragement to you is, as you walk through this time, is to lean into the Lord and reach out to him because here's what I promise you, somewhere along the way, maybe even when you least expect it, God will show up with his presence that will give you a peace that doesn't even make sense sometimes. Um, my parents uh, died within six years of each other. Uh, my mother died in uh, November of 1996. And then my father passed away in April uh, of 2001. And I remember we were living in Phoenix. And I remember uh, hiking a mountain one day. And I was just, uh, somehow my mind went to my parents and I was thinking about, for some of you, I've, I've shared a bit of my story uh, that, you know, my parents were, for various reasons, fairly detached from my life. And um, I grew up playing basketball, and my, my, my parents never saw me play one game of basketball, high school or college. And uh, that, that was a real sadness for me as a kid. But even as an adult, um, they never really got to enter into uh, what I was doing in ministry. And I, I was thinking about the fact that I was in Phoenix then and after my father passed and I was, uh, I was involved on some, on some national things and our, our church in Phoenix became this really large church and it was, uh, it was thriving and I was traveling around the country speaking and, and I, as I was hiking the mountain that day, what, what came to me, if some of you will get this, is that my parents are missing this too now because they're gone. They don't get to see this. And, and there was just this deep sadness. I, I, know, I know it was the heart of a little boy who just always wanted his parents to pay attention and, and all of that, but there was this sadness as I was hiking the mountain, and, and as I was hiking up and I was just thinking out loud, I just, I just said, you know, they, they don't get to see this. You know, they don't get to see this. And I kid you not, it, it, was, so, it was so wild because all of a sudden, it was like God gave me this picture of heaven, and I could see my parents standing with my dad with my his arm around my mom. And it was like they were looking over a banister down on me. And here's what I heard God say. They do see now. They do see now. And as I had that image in my mind, I, I could see my parents waving to me. And, and the, the assurance from God that now in heaven, my parents get to see the things that they didn't observe here on earth and and it was so overwhelming to me I kid you not it was so overwhelming to me I stepped off the trail and I sat down on a rock and I bawled like a baby but there was this incredible sense of comfort and peace that God gave me in that moment And I, I wish I could explain it but it was this presence of God that let me know that all was well does this make sense to you Now, I don't know how that's going to happen for you, and I don't know exactly how God is going to show up for you, but what I do know is, is as we lean into him, he promises that his presence will be near. Another way that God enters into our grief is that he meets us with the foothold of his promises. He meets us with the foothold of his promises. I love how when Jesus came to Mary and Martha, I love how he gave them these words of, of hope, you know, and he, they were struggling to, you know, deal with the loss of Lazarus. And Jesus was saying, I am the resurrection. I am the life. The one who dies will never really die. They'll still live. And he's giving them these words of hope. And it, and it hit me. That's one of the reasons why God preserved the Bible for us because God wanted to give us promises that we could hold on to, something that we could stand on when the ground gets shaky, something that we could hold on to when life gets unsteady, something something that would literally hold us that we could claim when we can't see our way. And, And I know that there are many of us who could give testimonies of how we were walking through a place and God gave us just the right word at just the right moment when we needed it to get us through A difficult time. How many of you have had God do that for you? Yeah, you know, where God just gives us the the right words, the right time, something that we can hold on to to get us to the other side. And that's what he does. Psalm 91.4, it says, He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. Read it with me out loud. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. I love from Psalm 40, verse 2. Read this one with me too. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock, and he gave me a firm place to stand. And that's what God does with his promises. <laughs> there was a guy who was talking about his mother coming to visit him after he had moved to the Pittsburgh area. And he said his mother was absolutely terrified. She had a, a, a paranoia about tunnels. And in the Pittsburgh area, they got lots of hills and bridges, and they got all these tunnels through the mountain that you have to go through. And he knew, he told his mom before she ever came, said, you know, they, we, we, have to, we have to go through tunnels. There's no way around it. And she was, said, okay, I'll, I'll do my best to deal with that. And so they, they got there, and they, they went through a couple of different tunnels. Then they went through one particularly long tunnel, and uh, he, he saw that every time that they went in the tunnel, his, his, his mother kind of put her head down and he, he could see her mumbling you know, under her breath. He thought she was just either praying or chanting or something, he didn't know what she was doing. And she was kind of just moving her lips and they went through this one really long tunnel and he goes, mom, I'm so sorry, I know that was a really long one. And she said, yes, that was a six. And he said, a six, you mean on a scale of one to 10? She goes, no, that was six times through the 23rd Psalm. That was and that's what she was doing just quoting the 23rd Psalm You know, that's that's exactly look at me that's exactly what God's promises are for sometimes when everything else just kind of seems to fade away God's promises are something that you can bank on stand on and claim as your own here's another one I know that many of you have discovered too God meets us with the comfort of his people God meets us with the comfort of his people There are a lot of ways that God shows up in our grief, but I think this is one of the ways where it's most profound. Uh, Again, in the story with Mary and Martha, you find all of these people gathering around them to walk with them through their grief. And if if you've been there with people like that, then then you understand this. When when somebody's grieving, when someone's had a, a tragic loss, there are no words, are there? I mean, there's, there's nothing you can say that's gonna make it go away. There's nothing you can do. But, but somehow just being there with them, God is able to bring them comfort and peace. Um, I, I think one of, the, one of the hardest parts of my journey in, in uh, my life uh, was when we were in Olathe, Kansas after we were here back in the 80s and we went to, we went to Olathe to a good friend of mine, Gary Kendall, plant a, a church up there and uh, Gary Belinda were just a couple years younger than Wanda and I. And when we got to Olathe, uh, Wanda and Belinda were both pregnant and uh, our son Nathan w- was born and their daughter, Megan, were born like within five weeks of each other. And, you know, and these, these were good friends that I'd known from college and we kind of laughed and talked about maybe, you know, one day, you know, they'll grow up and marry and all this kind of stuff and all of that. And, and, uh, But when Megan was 21 months old, she died in her sleep. They had been treating her for a few days for an ear infection and some other ailments, but what they didn't pick up was that she had viral pneumonia. And one Saturday night, her little lungs filled up and she passed away during the night. And I'm gonna look you in the eye and tell you, there is no pain on earth greater than the loss of a child. Um, And we clung to each other in Olathe. Um. We had no wise words to give Gary and Blinda. We had no magic wand to wave, make it go away. But we were an entire congregation of young adults, all who had small kids, who were all feeling that loss on a very personal level. And and we clung to them. We held on to them. We, we let them grieve and cry and wail. We, we stayed close to them. We, we helped them with their house. We helped them with meals. We, we just stayed near to them on, on that journey. And I, and I guarantee you, Gary and Belinda, if they were here, they, they would tell you that there, there is, there is no way to just magically get through something like that. But, but people around you, God will give you to help it, make it bearable. Does that make sense to you? It's like God gave us one another so that we could be a a buoy to just hold our heads above water until we get to the other side. There's a reason why God said it's not good to be alone. There's a reason why God created us to live in community and gave us the church. There's a reason why Paul said in Galatians "To, to bear one another's burdens. And I say that to you for two reasons. One is so that when you feel the nudge of God to come alongside of somebody that's grieving and you hear yourself telling yourself, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Look at me. You don't have to. Just be there. If you want a great example, just go back to the story of Job when Job went through all of his afflictions and how he had these three friends who showed up and the bible said they they just sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights and cried with him and that was and then they started talking and messed everything up you know all the all 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 you need to do is just be there because that's why god gave us one another and for some of you you know you're going to have been where some of these people are. Some of you are going to have had some similar losses like these that you're coming alongside of, and and somehow knowing that you've gone through this will help them as they go through this. I love what Paul says in Second Corinthians chapter Second Corinthians chapter one. He says, "All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort." Read it with me, church. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. And that's exactly what he does. The second thing I would say to you is, please don't be afraid. And please don't hesitate to reach out to other people to walk with you through your grief. And some of you, again, I know some of you are walking through some of this right now. Yeah, and and it feels kind of funky to 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 call someone and say you know I'm just having a hard time would you pray with me or I'm I'm just struggling a bit and being able to be honest and be vulnerable I, I know that's not easy for many of us but let me give it to you this way if I was walking through a, a really hard place and I just felt like I just really needed someone to just know that and care about me and pray for me wouldn't you want me to reach out to you to do that? Wouldn't you want me to say, hey, would you, would you pray for me? I guarantee you, almost every one of you would say, yeah, pastor, I'd want you to do that. Then look at me. Then you need to be able to do that in reciprocal fashion. Just like you would want me to reach out to you if I was going through a difficult place, I would want you to reach out to me or to reach out to someone who cares about you so that we can walk with you. Does this make sense to you? I really think that one of the great deceptions of the enemy is for us, when we're in those difficult places, is to isolate and be alone, thinking nobody wants to hear my sad story. Look at me! Oh, yes, we do. We all have a sad story. The difference is, are you going to walk through that sad story by yourself? Amen. Can I give you one more? God meets us with the display of his power. God meets us with the display of his power. You know, when Jesus showed up, Mary and Martha thought it was too late, but it's never too late for God. God can do some pretty amazing things. I I love the passage of scripture in in Job 37.5. It says, God's voice is glorious in the thunder. Read it with me, church. We can't even imagine the greatness of his power. And we really can't. And I want to, just again, I just want to encourage you, for those of you who are walking through that dark valley, and this is a hard time, as you lean into God, there are a few different ways that God's going to release his power to you. For One he is his power to grieve. And here's what I mean by that. Some of you need a little help to grieve because you haven't given yourself permission to grieve. Some of us are trying to walk through these difficult places and we're trying to put on a painted face and we're trying to pretend like everything's okay and we're, we're, we're trying to, what we say, we're, we're just trying to hold it all together. And sometimes, you know what? The only way you can process that grief is to let it out. Look at me, church. It's okay to cry. Amen. It's okay to cry. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to allow those. That is a God-given ability that he gave us to, so that the hurt doesn't have to stay inside. I, I want I want you, I think this is so interesting. Jesus already knew, the scripture says, that he was gonna raise Lazarus from the dead, right? He already says that. But he cried anyway. Why? Because Jesus crying Gave them permission to cry. You ever, you ever watch a, a movie and it's a touching scene and the person in the movie, you, you see a little tear come to their eye and, and you feel yourself beginning to choke up a little bit. What's that? that that's, that's that empowerment to, to grieve. And God can do that. For those of you who are struggling to grieve, that's where I pray. Again, just say, open your heart up to God and just come, let him come alongside of you. Let him, let him help you grieve. He also gives us his power to be strengthened. His power to be strengthened. Man, how many times you're walking through difficult places like this do we, do we get this place and just say, you know, I, I don't think I can go on. I don't think I can do this. I, I don't know how I can do this. Well, there's a power that God can give to us that we don't have for ourselves. And he can help give you the strength to keep on walking. And here's the third one: His power to resurrect. His power to resurrect. Look at what Jesus says again. I put it there on your outline. Jesus said, read it with me, church. I am the resurrection and I am life. Everyone who believes in me will have life even if they die. When I was sitting with this story and I was asking God to to help me see it with different eyes than I've seen it before, and I, and I read that verse, here, here was something that hit me. I'd never thought this thought before. It was, it was a spectacular moment when Jesus said, Lazarus, come out, and, you know, and he, he comes to life, you know, and he walks out, and, every, and everybody's freaking out, and, and that was a great focal point, and that's, that's really cool. But here's a part I think sometimes we miss. Jesus, in that moment, also breathed life into Mary and Martha. You see, there was a part of them that died with Lazarus, And Jesus not only did something marvelous for Lazarus, he did something marvelous for them. And that's when God hit me with it. There are many of us who are feeling the sting of loss and a part of what we need God to do is to do a resurrecting work in us. I wrote this down, I put it it on your outline, I just thought it was a profound thought for me the resurrection power of Christ is not only for the dead, it is also for those who had a part of themselves die with the dead. You know, I wrote this early in the week and it was, it was so crazy how I had that reinforced just yesterday as I was, I was reading some different stories of people and their process with grief and there was a woman named Sue Delaney that wrote a, wrote a little booklet called Help, My Spouse Died. Now, I, I wanna read you just a part of what she wrote in that because I thought it was, it, it, was, it was so apropos for what I just said. She said, for a while in this journey, God seemed distant and my prayers seemed to hit an impenetrable wall. This unsettling sight of God created desperation in my soul. My husband's illness worsened and our situation became increasingly acute. And, and although I sought God, there were times I felt like I was met with silence. It was the most devastating time in my life as a believer. What was going on? Where was God when I needed him the most? But as I persisted in the word, and I prayed, I stayed faithful in my local church, that those actions didn't earn me God's favor, but it was the only way that I knew how to keep going. God took his time. He let me stew a while. He let me suffer, and he let me wallow in my self-pity a while. And he let me wonder. It took a few years, but eventually God turned on the light, and he showed me that he had been walking with me all along. He showed me that he had never left me, that he was still good, and that he was powerful, and that he was for me. I began to hope again in a slow process of recovery that felt to me like a resurrection, as though I had died. And God was bringing me back to life. That's God meeting us in our grief. In a moment, um, I'd like to just offer a prayer for those of us who this is a tough season of year. Um, we have wounds, we have hurts, we have losses. And we just need the healing and empowering touch of God. And so what I'd like to do, I, I've asked Rachel to, to lead in a song. And while we sing that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down to the floor. And if, you're, if you would like to pray with me, If you're walking through that difficult place and just feel today like you need a little empowerment, a little encouragement from the Spirit of God, a little, a little help, a little healing. I want to invite you while we're singing just to slip out and come and I want to do something very simple. I just want us to hold hands right here at the front. Because I just think it's important that we know we're never alone. And after we sing this song through, if I'm the only one here, that's fine. I'll pray from here and pray for those of you there and those of you watching online. But if you'd like to join me, if you would like a special touch from God and would like to be a part of that, then while we're singing the song, just go ahead and slip out, come on up and just stand with me. And when the song finishes, I'll pray. You meet us here. Father, you never said that you would spare us grief, though we really wish you would have. Um, In fact, what you said was, Here on earth, you will have troubles. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Father, there are a lot of us as we enter this holiday season that don't really find it the most wonderful time of the year. We find it the most challenging time of the year. Our hearts are heavy, and our hearts are hurting we carry within us a woundedness that seems like it can never heal. But you, Lord, have the ability to touch the deepest parts of our soul. And so today we come before you. Lord, I pray for every single person who finds themselves hurting today, finds themselves grieving today, that you would put your arms of comfort around them that you would surround them with your peace and your presence. I pray, Father, that you would give them promises that they can cling to, promises that they can stand on. Lord, I pray that you give them people who would stand with them, just like we stand here together today, hand in hand, that you would surround them with people who will share their burden with them. And I pray, God, that you would release your power, that you would give them the strength that they need, the power that they need, to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I pray that you would release your resurrecting power. Lord, sometimes when we go through losses in life, there is a part of us that dies, but you are the resurrection and the life. So breathe into us, God, a fresh new breath of that life. Restore our hearts. Renew our souls. Help us to reclaim, Lord, the joy that you had there from years ago. Lord, we thank you that even though sometimes this world is a, is a dark and foreboding place, we thank you so much that you are Eman, our Emmanuel, God who is with us, and that you promise never to leave us or forsake us. So draw near to us now, Lord, as we draw near to you. Meet us right here in our grief. In your precious name we pray. And everyone said, amen.